0: The following message is from Bear Creek Church. More information about BCC is available at bearcreekchurch.org. Well, Father, thank you for calling us to gather in your presence this morning. You are worthy of all praise and thanks. We pray that you would continually use this, this time to change us, to make us more like Jesus. Speak to us this morning through your word We ask for this blessing in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, it's good to be together. Good to see you all. Go ahead and turn in your Bibles to Acts chapter 10. And I think last week I said chapter 9 was was massive. Well, chapter 10, wow. This is a great turning point in redemptive history. What God had promise concerning the new covenant is becoming reality here. And this, this event with Peter and the Gentile centurion Cornelius, this is, a, this is a paradigm shift. This is a paradigm shift, what it means to be the people of God. For thousands of years, Jews had a concept of what it meant to be clean and set apart ceremonial and dietary laws that communicated this which are now fulfilled in Christ and what we see in our text is not only God at work in the life of Cornelius converting him but even more so with Peter if you remember Luke he gave us a hint of God preparing Peter for for this paradigm shift for this massive moment. He began preparing Peter at the end of chapter 9 by telling us that Peter stayed in Joppa at the house of a man named Simon who was a tanner. And if you remember, that's significant because the life of a Jew, for a Jew, a tanner, remember, works with dead animals. And their hides. And so a Jew, a scrupulous Jew, would consider this man and consider this house unclean. So why is Peter okay with it? God is at work. God is preparing him. Throughout the book of Acts, we've seen the progression of the gospel. In chapter 8, Philip brings the gospel to the Samaritans. Those that the Jews considered traitors and half-breeds. The Samaritans receive the gospel and they're baptized. And then Peter and John, they come and see what's going on and, and pray for them. And the Holy Spirit falls on them. And they recognize that these are their truly their brothers and sisters in Christ. Samaritans. The dividing walls of prejudice are beginning to be torn down. Then Philip meets the Ethiopian eunuch. Remember? a Gentile who's coming to Jerusalem to worship, a God-fearer who has an appreciation for the Jewish God, but he's incapable of being a full convert. The Lord providentially brings about this meeting where Philip opens the Scriptures to him concerning Jesus, and another is baptized, an equal brother in Christ. Then Luke tells us, of the conversion of the church's greatest persecutor and enemy, and Saul is welcomed as a brother. So we see Samaritan and Gentile and enemy. There's a pause in chapter 9 as Paul is being prepared by God. Many people want to kill him, so the apostles take him to Caesarea and, and ship him off back home to Tarsus. And really, there's a there's a there's another eight to ten years before Barnabas is sent to go get Paul, before the missionary journeys begin. But during this pause with Paul, God is at work through Peter, preparing him to lay the foundation for the further spread of the gospel to Gentiles. Two great miracles we. Recounted last week that must have confirmed and, and mightily strengthened Peter's faith. Two great miracles that communicated to the people that this was the apostle of Jesus. He had the authority of Christ. He's, and Jesus is working through him and authorizing him to lay the foundation for the church before the cross. Jesus told Peter that he would give him the keys of the kingdom. And what we see is that one key unlocked the outpouring of the Spirit to the various Jews at Pentecost. And then another key opened the door to the Samaritans. And now he's unlocking a heavenly door of Holy Spirit blessing